Hello and welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Uh, I'm your host Dave as the designated Star Wars guy. Uh, so uh, Matt decided to ask me to uh, host this podcast on the book of Boba Fett. Uh, we're doing a review of the season, the Star Wars show on Disney+. Plus. Uh, of course, I'm not here alone. I am here with Matt. How are you doing? I'm, I'm good, David. How are you doing? Today? I'm good. I'm good. So, uh, Book of Boba Fett, which which sort of uh, was announced straight after the Mandalorian finished its second season and dropped very much as a surprise, even to the people that were actually filming it, who weren't actually told that they were filming the Book of Boba Fett until they they were a couple of weeks into it. So, uh, what did you think of the series? Uh, this was a funny one, wasn't it? I mean, um, so you've got a set of seven episodes here. And it's funny because I was I was watching you know the first four episodes, and then I thought this isn't very good. That the first four episodes, I was like, there's some spots of some good things here, but I think in those four episodes, that I I think the show really failed to give Boba Fett himself. Um, not time to shine, obviously he had, he had time to do it, but not not the right material to allow that character to really shine. And I was both surprised and disappointed by that. Mm-hmm. Um, because for, for me, we might, obviously, like I said, you know, we've kind of arranged this so that you're the host because you know more about Star Wars than, than I do. I've seen like most of, of the Star Wars things. I've not quite watched all the Clone Wars and Rebels and that sort of thing, but I've watched the films. I've watched Mandalorian and Boba Fett and uh, Bad Batch, those sorts of things. Um, for me, Star Wars is that kind of thing where I will pick out particular characters that I like and think, you're cool, I want to see more of you. And I remember when I was, I don't remember how young exactly, but when I was younger, and I remember watching, um, one of the Star Wars films around my nan's house at the time. We were around there as like a family thing, it was probably, I don't know, Christmas or someone's birthday or something like that. And I remember seeing Boba Fett in one of the films, and even as like a younger child than that, I still had that same mindset of, okay, I don't quite get everything that's going on here. Obviously, I was younger, I didn't quite understand and follow plots like I do today. But Star Wars was still that kind of thing of like, oh, this Darth Vader character, he's cool. Luke Skywalker, he's cool. And then saw this different type of character, you know, like a bounty hunter character with Boba Fett. And I thought, oh, he's cool, I want to see more of him. And then obviously he fell in the Sarlacc pit. Mm-hmm. And ev- I remember ever since then, which was a long, long time ago, th- this was like after that film actually came out, because all, all six, I think, of the Star Wars films were probably out at that point, uh, the, the original sort yes. of six. And um, I remember sort of thinking like, oh, he's probably like, you know, it looks like he's doomed, he's sort of dead or, or whatever. Obviously, I didn't quite understand like rules of TV with character deaths. And I wasn't watching TV that in depth as what I am now. It was just sort of, oh, this character's cool. He's got like this jetpack and a blaster and he can kind of fly around and his armor's kind of cool. And it was sort of, you're cool. I'm going to pay attention to you. And then he fell in the Sarlacc pit. And then all this time later, I remember kept thinking to myself that, that there was there was all these, there's always these kind of rumors that Boba Fett would come back. I was like, oh, maybe he didn't quite die in the Sarlacc pit, and we'll see what they do with that. And obviously, there was the Disney acquisition after between all of that. And then, as soon as they announced that, like, oh, he's going to be coming back in Mandalorian season two, I thought, oh, that's brilliant. Like, obviously, people that watched that film when it came out had waited even longer than I had. 
after we all we all kind of saw that happen, it's like, oh, he's going to probably, you know, get out of the Sarlacc pit and we'll, we'll see him kind of be on screen. So having sort of wanted him to come back for this length of time and then, you know, you do a great second season of The Mandalorian and then you're like, Book of Boba Fett, December 2021. And I'm like, oh, cool, they're actually giving him his own show and you've got Fennec next to him as well who's like a really really great supporting um character as well and then the series rolls around in the first four episodes I'm like I don't think you're doing this character really justice at all and um it, even with like Fennec uh, Ming the Wen's character who I think is really really cool as well again just the case of you're a cool character and I want to see more of what you do um she was I think done more justice than Boba Fett but she was on screen less than mm-hmm. him uh, like they were on screen together at certain points obviously and she was she was doing some cool stuff in the show but she was on screen just less than him and that's where my disappointment with that comes in and then the the episodes five six and seven we just get this different kind of thing we won't get too much into that we'll save that for the spoiler uh, discussion I'm like, okay, how come you're like switching gears these last three yeah. episodes? And then sort of, I remember finishing the seventh episode and thinking, um, well, not even thinking, I, I remember um, watching the fifth episode and because uh, my mum and dad had seen Mandalorian as well. And I was like, oh, you need to watch the fifth episode of, because they didn't really care to follow like Boba Fett or the series. So I didn't even really bother telling, telling them that it came out because I knew that they wouldn't like be interested i was like oh you know that boba fett show i was talking about yeah you you should really watch episode five i was like you can just skip the first four you you mm-hmm. don't need to like really watch those um but it, it's such a it's such a strange show because it's just such a sort of gear shift but then yeah you watch episodes five six and seven and you think why can't you why couldn't you do that but with Boba Fett in the first four episodes? Mm-hmm. So it's just it's just this weird mixed bag where so so like with our rating system, what I would do with this is say the first four episodes you can skip them. Episodes five, six and seven are like must see episodes. So overall I'd probably give it like a don't skip or something. Yeah. I I, I, I suppose as a whole thing, but then I would still say um you can just make you basically just get the first four episodes, and once we got into like end of episode five, episode six, I'd almost forgotten the first four episodes because I was like, okay, some of that stuff is still relevant. It's just not good. Mm. Um, so that's that's where I kind of sit with things. So a mixed bag, but overall as a package, I guess it's it, it's a, just a really a case of two different halves. Um, yeah. but what did you think? I did actually enjoy those um first four episodes but i understand why people were very taken back with by it because the introduction of boba fett and the way that mandalorian season two ends Mm -hmm. does kind of give you the impression that it's hey boba fett's back he's got his armor back he's going to be kicking ass taking names and those first four episodes are somewhat meandering because a lot of it is done in flashback with sort of what happened between him getting out of the Sarlacc pit and um, him, you know, and where we actually see him at the end of uh, the Mandalorian season two. So um, I, I did think there was a lot of interesting stuff in there, but I think the expectations that people had were very different to what they got for those first four episodes, uh, which I, which is part of the problem, I think. Um, And I, I, actually preferred the 
I liked the flashback stuff. I thought it was interesting. It, it, it expanded a lot of um, lore in terms of other characters and bits and pieces. And I, I actually did like what they did with that, but it was much slower and very different to, I think, what you were probably expecting to get from the series. Um, and then, as you say, there's this massive gear shift when you get to episode five. And, um, yeah, I mean, we can't really talk about it without going into the spoiler stuff. But, mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, you get this massive gear shift with episode five, six and seven. And I think that is closer to or certainly episode seven, not so much five and six, but episode seven is far more what I think people expected it to be as sort of, you know, explosions and action and that sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, I, I get where you're coming from with that. Um, overall, I think I probably rated it slightly higher um, than you because I did enjoy those first four episodes more. But I I do understand your point with that mm-hmm. um, I, because the, it, it was kind of quite slow, particularly the stuff that was in present day, which is weird, you know, rather than the, I, I, I actually preferred a lot of that flashback stuff in those episodes. Um, so yeah, it is a bit of a mixed bag, but overall I did enjoy the series. So Mm -hmm. I think to me, I I think Star Wars is clearly best when it's focused on action because then you can bring in Mm -hmm. a sort of cool lightsabers and blasters and people flying and ships and space battles. And that's the cool side of Star Wars. And maybe, you know, with, with that being admittedly more of my focus is like, what, what have you got here? That's cool focus on that because star wars is i mean i know it's supposed to be family friendly it's supposed to kind of aim at every every audience and sometimes when you're making something that's focused on let's try and pull in everybody you're gonna miss certain audiences Mm -hmm. and i think going into this um season and thinking cool you got a full focus here on boba fett and obviously you got fennec there with him she's she's great as well now we get to fully have a chance to see like not not like constant action focus but get to see boba fett be the badass that we know that he is because we've seen mandalorian season one and two have clearly shown us how exciting and interesting it is when you have a bounty hunter type character that is doing lots of action stuff because they've done a very good job with that in the mandalorian um and you've got like different weapons and you've got jetpacks and you've got rockets all just stuff that again is just really cool um and there, it's right what you said. I like what you touched on with the meandering. And there's a yeah. surprising amount of scenes with just travel and slow travel through the desert. And it's like you can skip over some of that stuff. And I, I know there's questions sometimes in TV shows. I remember this got brought up with um, Game of Thrones a few times. The whole like jetpacking complaint, which is like, oh, how did this character get to this location so fast? And it's like, okay, you don't always need to see your characters travel. Unless it's sort of like they build a new cool spaceship and it's Star Wars and you want to see how fast the thing is and you get an exciting scene like that. That, That's different to um, whatever they were riding in in the season in in the desert and they're really slowly going through and it's like, you you can cut some of that stuff because we're more interested, or I, I was more interested in just sort of, okay, what's, you know, Boba Fett's got this sort of like underground thing and it's this cool dark kind of look at the character and 
um you know with jabba's uh uh palace and everything like really cool setup and um I, I remember seeing an article that came out i can't remember which website it was i think it was after episode six and it said star wars needs to stop spending so much time in deserts and i thought that that's kind of hit the nail on the head and like because star wars is arguably best when it is doing you know the sp- the cool space stuff as opposed to just going through the desert Mm-hmm. Um, and you can still do some cool stuff within deserts. It's just, I suppose, the traveling aspect. But um, considering with Star Wars that you've, because it's not always just about you know the Skywalker saga and those characters. You've got a whole galaxy that you can you can travel through. Um, do, do you kind of agree with that I, thing about like time in deserts and stuff being well, kind of? Well, I I think the article specifically because I saw that headline as well and uh, I, mm-hmm. I I think it was specifically talking about the fact that they go back to Tatooine so much That's and it, yeah. and Tatooine is is a we this little backwater nothing you know dead planet basically you know it it's this this backwater dust bowl. Um, it's not really particularly important galactically in that universe other than it being where the you know luke was dumped you know um it shouldn't be that important but yet they use it quite a lot um mm. and i sort of get their reasoning for that because you have got a certain amount of characters that you can be on there. I mean, we know Obi-Wan is there. We know Luke is there. We know, you know, Boba Fett now is there. Uh, so, and because the other events, you know, took place on that planet, they, they've, it, it sort of raises it to a status, which in the sort of timeline of Star Wars, it really shouldn't have, you know, it it shouldn't be as an important planet as it is. Um, or, you know, it, it it's sort of punching way above its weight really in terms of the amount of screen kind of time it gets in terms of rather than, you know, the importance of what that planet is, you know, arguably it means some would think like Coruscant, which is the sort of galactic um, seat really should be the most important, you know, thing and, and where they are, uh, you know, and, and they, we don't get that much stuff on that planet. So, hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but, uh, so do you think, because obviously we're going into Obi-Wan next, aren't we? Which is May. Is it May 24th or something like that? Um, and then probably Mando Season 3 some point afterwards. Um, do you think we will... Two questions, I suppose. Do you think that we will get a second season of Boba Fett? And do you think that we need one? I don't think we do. Um, I think it, it expanded that character as much as they need to at the moment. And if the, um, you know, they they expanded that character in a way that gives him a bit more background and explains how he got back to where he got to. But I, I don't know whether, you know, you could bring that character back in the other shows and stuff, but I don't think he necessarily needs a full season to himself again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it simply would just be better to just have him, Fennec, and Mandalorian in just one show. 
because um, then you can do the cool thing of like switching between characters and telling different stories and things, which is what The Mandalorian Season 2 was so successful with, because it did introduce a fair chunk of characters, but they all kind of had their place. Um, I, I think that will work slightly differently with the Ahsoka TV show, because I think she's got like a slightly different role. Um, yes. But uh, we'll, we'll see how, how, that, how that goes. I, I did see uh, Ming-Na Wen, because I follow her on Twitter. She put out that like how great it was to work on the show and stuff. And she said something about season two. And then she said, just to clarify, this isn't, this isn't a confirmation of season two. I can't remember exactly what she said, but she did clarify in her tweet that like I'm not confirming a season two or something. Um, so uh, so we'll see. But I just think it works best when the three of them, so Fennec, Boba... Yeah, and Mandalorian are in in one show, which you can just quite easily do with uh with season three. So, yeah. Um, anything else we want to talk about? Spoiler free. I think this is some spoiler stuff we want to kind of get to. Yeah, no, I think we kind of need to get into the spoiler stuff. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, what we do, we'll do a normal housekeeping thing then, and then we'll give you a kind of spoiler warning uh, when we get into spoilers. So we'll uh, see you for all that in a minute. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links, the first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for kualu and the amazon affiliate link If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice that's $3 level tier that does also of course include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show alright recently on Entertainment Talk as of about an hour or two ago Man United finished playing a game of football it ended 1-1 it's the third 1-1 draw in a row uh, but this one uh, wasn't an FA Cup game, so it couldn't be decided by penalties. It was with Southampton, it was 1-1, and there's some uh, problems at the moment. <clears throat> but uh, if you want to hear more about that, obviously you can go and listen to that United cast. 
episode. Uh, over on some other things, I did a review, two reviews actually yesterday. Uh, one was for Astro's Playroom, which is the th- the free sort of tech demo type of thing. It's much it's much better than just describing it as a tech demo. It's 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 got more heart and soul in it than that. Uh, it's called Astro's Playroom. You get it free and pre-installed with the PlayStation Five. And uh, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that. Uh, there's also a video that I embedded on the same website post, which is an artifacts video, uh, basically showing off the different artifacts of like the consoles and controllers and stuff that you can collect in the game. And that was uh, that was really, really fun to record as well, going through obviously PlayStation's history, which the game is a celebration of that. So that was um, very, very good. Uh, over on the net, over on the Netflix zombie side of things, I finished watching All of Us Are Dead. It's the first season. Uh, gave it a must-see rating, and that's another great addition to what Netflix has been doing with zombies in different areas and countries and characters and lots of different shows that they've been doing. So uh, I really, really enjoyed that. That's, like I said, available on Netflix. Uh, myself, David and Grey, uh, when was it we did this Thursday? The Afterlife thing. Um, we did a must-see review for the third and final season of Afterlife, which is, of course, the Ricky Gervais uh, Netflix show. So uh, we really, really enjoyed covering that. Over on the classic review side of things, we've got season five, episode nine of that uh, podcast, which is for Chicken Run, uh, which was very, very good to go back and watch and talk about. Uh, the last episode, which will be season five, episode 10, is going to be coming out on Wednesday. So look out for that one. Um, over on the other stuff, uh, the other 1-1 draw recently was the 1-1 draw with Burnley in the Premier League. So that's the other United cast episode recently. On the Gaming Talk podcast recently, we talked about Sony's acquisition of Bungie, uh, some new gameplay shown off for Co- Ghostwire Tokyo, Halo TV series um, a trailer, which is going to be on Paramount+, Plus, and the casually dropped news of uh, GTA 6 as well. Over on the chat podcast, we talked about December and January for 20 uh, sorry december for 2021 and january for 2022 uh december ending means that uh 2021 was the biggest year for entertainment talk so thanks everybody very much who's contributed and helped towards that also talked about my new job so if you want to know what i'm doing these days i uh, can listen to that and just some general mm-hmm. other chat uh i'm on half term next week which is good because that means i get more time to do things um but uh, over on the other United Cast episode, the other 1-1 draw, which ended in a very bad result because we lost 8-7 on penalties to Middlesbrough. Don't ask how these things happen. I don't know. But um, that was another result. The next game is Tuesday, quarter past 8. I don't know why it's so late, but it's on quarter past 8 against Brighton. And uh, that will be the next one. Uh, season, five ev- season 5 episode 8 for Classic Reviews is talking about The Simpsons, the very iconic uh, animated family. Uh, not for a specific episode or season, but just to just have a general chat about The Simpsons and everything like that. And that's what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org. You can also find us as well on your favourite podcast platform. Alright, David, I'll hand it back to you. Who or what do you want to talk about first? So, uh, I think first off, um, we'll talk about the characters a bit. Um, I mean, did you have a particular favourite character in the show? I mean, it was Boba Fett, but, <laughs> but <yeah. laughs> um, I mean, Mandalorian coming back was was great. Um, I do really like Fennec as well. I I really like uh, Ming the Wen as an as an actress. She's been in she's been in a lot of she's really covered her uh, Disney ground because she's been in like Agents of Shield, the Marvel stuff. Um, wasn't she the voice of like Mulan or or something as well? I think so. Uh, I think so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So she's done some really. She all, all she needs to do now is be in a Pixar film. And she's uh, she's done it all, <laughs> but uh, I really like Fennec as well. Um, 
But particular favorite character, I guess I would say Fennec and Mandalorian. Obviously, Baby Yoda as well. But yeah, how about yourself? Um, there was some interesting smaller characters that I I really liked. Um, and I mean there was a lot of stuff in this which was kind of fan service things of and bringing characters into live action as well from the animated shows. I mean, people like Cad Bane showing up was you know and then the moment you saw him when he first appeared on screen of sort of his head down and that cowboy hat was like mm-hmm. you know i mean that was a great moment um some of the smaller characters um amy sidaris as uh pelly the uh mechanic um i, I, like I, I yeah. love that character it's yeah, just wonderful yeah. uh having um uh danny treo show up with a rancor <laughs> As the Rancor trailer, um, I as the Rancor trader, I thought was was really interesting. Uh, David uh, Pasqui, who um, I was trying to place his face, he was the guy that played the Major Domo Twilik to the mayor. I was trying to place his face. He was the husband in Veep. That's where I knew him from. Okay. Um, and uh, I thought he was just wonderfully slimy and horrible, uh, and sort of you know the the way he was kind of sucking up to the mayor gets kidnapped to Boba Fett and stuff. Yeah, that was that was cool. Um some of the others that I like. Um I do like um what's his name? Timothy Oliphant's character. Uh this is quite a big cast is actually here. Um Cobb Cobb Vanth. Um he was he was quite cool. Um which obviously we were introduced to him in uh season two of Mandalorian. He was uh it was quite cool. Um, what do you think? I guess of the of so the you know saying saying about the 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 gear shift that we've got. So from like, what did you yeah. think of that after or from episode five onwards? Uh, from episode five onwards, I I kind of yeah the gear shift was interesting because I I kind of see Tamara Morrison like getting the scripts for episode four and five and going, hang on, the show's called Book of Boba Fett. Where am I? You know, <laughs> in that. Um, because, I mean, literally those two episodes are basically episodes of The Mandalorian, pretty much. Um, yeah, basically season three, uh, episode one of of Mandalorian, yeah. I mean, you know, the, the, I mean, the, the fifth, both of them really didn't have um, Boba Fett in them at all, apart from kind of bits of bookends and things, mm-hmm. really. Um, I actually really like both those episodes. You know, it, it's a little weird that... that they kind of shoved them in there. You know, you're in this season called the book of Boba Fett. And then suddenly you've got like the Mandalorian. Basically it's kind of almost a crossover thing for the last three episodes. Hmm. Um, I mean, I love what they showed and you know, them building the ship to replace the razor crest, which was, was like the uh, N1 starfighter, which I thought was a kind of nice, cool callback. There's a lot of those little cool callbacks throughout this show um you know you've you've had and i've been the same with mandalorian but there there are a lot of lovely little things that popped up in this from the arrival of cab bane uh the fact that they used an n1 starfighter for this um the yeah the, the the even going back to you know the earlier episodes where they they expanded out the stuff about the tuscan raiders which i really really liked um 
so yeah there was some really interesting little bits and pieces in here uh i i it was weird having an particularly about building a ship because it, it almost felt like a sort of lull or a break because it's such a different sort of thing to mm-hmm. everything else we've been going on and then you get the sixth episode which has the return of luke skywalker in it um they really seem to have nailed the cgi for that yeah, episode. yeah better than that season two oh, yeah much better i mean they if i remember correctly they basically there was a guy that that on uh i think did a, a version of it a deep fake version of it on youtube and they were so impressed with him that they actually hired him it seems like that was a good idea because because yeah. uh, <laughs> i mean it, the the issue now is kind of with the voice more than anything else because the voice is actually it is um mark hamill but it's a digital recreation of mark hamill um it's a synthesized speech thing based on on recordings previous recordings so he's not actually there doing the lines they basically got a digitized version of his voice where they can kind of make him say what they want <laughs> which is is a little weird uh and it's it's kind of why the performance seems um, maybe a little flat and i do wonder whether that's the best choice rather than recording mark hamill now and tweaking that so you get more of him in it i i, I don't know um maybe that's more difficult for them i I, i'm not sure yeah 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 um Um, why do you think the shift happened with episode five it's almost like they ran out of story (laughs) yeah because it was a bit random um because i was like tuning in i was like okay episode five i hope this is a bit better and then um i think the title was called the return of the mandalorian I was it like, is, yeah. and I was like, oh right, okay, I did, I didn't know that. And then he just uh, goes through that door and then starts talking and stuff. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I, I kept thinking <clears throat> throughout that, ep- throughout parts of the episode of like, oh, in a minute you're probably just gonna cut back to Boba Fett and tell the story. And then it just turned into Mandalorian season three episode one, which is great. It is is fantastic. And I was like, this is just much better. But, um, yeah, it felt a bit kind of like, not out of place, but just sort of, okay, let's just swing the story around to um, to the Mandalorian, I suppose. Um, but it was sort of, it, it was interesting watching the first four episodes and then going back to the Mandalorian. I was just like, this just works so much better for some, for some reason. Um, mm-hmm. And I know you've got, like, a few things helping Mandalorian. Like, you've got, obviously, Baby Yoda... And, and things like that um and you've got like his past relation like the mechanic woman that's that's there and they have yeah. like interesting conversations um but it's like i said with um my problem with boba fett after this is the sort of charisma that you can get out of um mandalorian and like pedro's voice and like it, it, even down to immersive things such as like his suit is like this nice shiny thing as opposed opposed to like Boba Fett's which is this rusty old banged up kind of thing and it's like it it just it's more there's more almost more charisma there but then if you'd written the Boba Fett scenes better which I guess he's supposed to be like a grittier older version or or not not version but like a grittier older sort of character who I think you can still get charisma out of that character they just they just didn't um but 
I don't know, it's strange as well because Boba Fett is more out there, I think, than the Mandalorian in terms of their characters. Because Mandalorian himself can be a bit more subtle with like certain things. Like you, you get you get a surprising amount of emotion, let's say, out of him just looking at somebody. Even though there's no there's no facial expressions on the suit, you can't see things like that but you you even get charisma out of that kind of stuff i also just, it also just felt strange i know that they did explain this at some point that certain i think it was that certain mandalorian characters can take their helmets off and some can't or something like that well they're not supposed to mandalorians right. are not at all yeah. supposed to ever take their helmet off that that's sort of the point of the end of that episode yeah you know yeah. where where the woman sort of kicks him out of of the the group is mm-hmm. that mandalorians are never supposed to remove their helmets yeah. Uh, and I mean, there are a number of them that obviously do. I mean, we've seen it in the other TV shows. Um, mm. But yeah, that's that's supposed to be a a creed of the of the Mandalorians that they never remove their helmets, yeah. um, which is why removing his helmet in the second season was such a thing. Yeah, because um, yeah, certainly what... they're not supposed to remove their helmet in the presence of others, anyway. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Because wasn't there a conversation between Boba and Mando where it was sort of like, oh, you really believe that, like, Creed type of stuff? Yeah. That's what I mean when you've got the differences between Boba and Mando, where he's this older, like, grizzled, almost sort of like, not not really war veteran, but he's sort of seen it all kind of thing. And he's sort of like, oh, I don't really, like, follow people's orders and that sort of thing. That's that's the impression mm-hmm. I get, and you can still get the charisma out of that. They just they just didn't. But then the the other thing, um, which was quite a surprising effect, but it sort of didn't work. Which was where, when Mandalorian's got his helmet on, which is more within that screen time than having his helmet off. Like he's had more screen time with his helmet on than off. But Boba's got his helmet off like most of the time. And something about that just just didn't work with the character. I think I I, I think that in in the actual kind of rare scenes where he's got his helmet on, I felt more like I was watching Boba Fett. It's it, it, it was it was a strange. Mm. I know it's something very very small, which you still get the same character standing there, but it's it's to do it's to do with that sort of the the character of like the bounty hunter with with the helmet on. It just adds a bit more to it. And yeah. I just kept thinking, like, just just put your helmet back on. But I, then I, he's yeah. kind of this, like, I'm doing my own thing kind of person. So it sort of comes back to, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that is again something that kind of comes back to the way that they set it up in the first place. Of you got the impression it was going to be this kick-ass series like all the way through with with Fett kind of going in just you know being really tough kicking ass taking names all that sort of thing and then you ended up with this thing where he's you know half of the first few episodes he's not in the armor it's all about his background which as I say as somebody who is a a a fan of you know the wider franchise and um you know, I found that quite interesting. The stuff with expanding the things with the Tuscan Raiders and all that sort of stuff, because previously we basically see them as sort of these these murderous people that live on the sands of Tatooine. Um, mm. You know, yeah. it's only really what we've known of them. Uh, so sort of expanding that culture, I thought, was quite interesting. But um, 
I, I think the impression that what people thought they were going to get with the series and what they actually got with the series were two very different things. And I think that has been part of the problem throughout. Uh, I, you know, I liked what they did. It's just, it's sort of uneven. And, you know, say you get to the, the, you've got these sort of slightly slower earlier chapters and then suddenly you get this flipped into the Mandalorian and then you get this kind of really big explosive end thing, you know. Mm. Yeah. You know what you're saying with like the sort of like the slower, different, less action series with with uh, Boba Fett do you think if we had got this I, I know it wouldn't have worked out plot wise or whatever but just if we had got this slower kind of thing first and then the Mandalorian after that people would have looked at this better maybe possibly right yeah yeah I, I, I think if they'd introduced it in a slightly different way and maybe if they'd introduced Fett in a slightly different way that I I, I think it was the lead into it that you know, because it, it was sort of we, the way we met him and then he reclaims the armor and you're like, yay, Fett's back. And then it, it goes into this sort of slow thing again and you sort of didn't build on the momentum that I think people thought you would do. And mm-hmm. whilst I found all that stuff interesting, I do I, I do kind of get why that's through expectations and not necessarily in the best way for some people. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, just on that point as well, when it was sort of like episode one out of the Sarlacc pit and then my memories came back of him obviously falling into it and me thinking back to when I was younger and that and thinking, oh, cool character. Oh, we got thrown in the in the Sarlacc pit. Then you go back to that memory, back, back to that scene. You see him get out of it, triumphant sort of like exit from the pit. He's got his armor on. I was like, yes, let's kick on from here. And then he loses his armor basically straight away. I was like, oh, now you're probably going to have like episodes of him trying to get it back. And I I felt like they'd almost killed some of the momentum with that straight away almost. Because it's sort of like he's at the bottom of this pit. He's using his Mm -hmm. flamethrower and he like triumphantly gets out of this thing. And you can already tell obviously he's a bit old at this point and and that sort of thing. But um, yeah, but then obviously if if he doesn't get his armor taken, you end up with obviously a bit of a different story. But um, yeah, it, it's sort of this, this funny thing where because you didn't really go in on some of the action stuff and then you did with episode seven um, where obviously they're Mando and and Boba are teaming up. The way I kind of look at these bounty hunter characters is sort of and I'm, I'm, I think I remember saying this to Robert in season two whenever whenever Mando was sort of challenged in combat, it was sort of. You've got so many tools and equipment and you've got all these little explosives and you've got your blaster and you've got this like um, grapple type of thing and you've got the rocket in your back and you, like there's so many different things you can use. So there's so many different ways you can write like you've got lots of options of how to write the action scene of like how does one of the bounty hunter characters respond to this enemy is going to do this. They've got all this equipment. So what are they going to do to counter that? And mm-hmm. I think it was just sort of Boba's back and then he didn't end up really doing those action things but then in the season finale that we've got when it was sort of like oh he's teaming up with Mando and they're shooting some stuff and they're doing like cool action things it was like okay this is probably what everybody's wanted to see um there's a there's a particular um part in the season finale didn't make much sense when him uh, when Boba and Mando exit that building that they're in and they go out into the open they start shooting people and flying around Mm-hmm. They decide to land at some point, and then they end up getting like riddled with with uh, bullets and what? Well, not really bullets, but you know what I mean. 
um getting riddled with like um yeah yeah, bullets, laser, blasts. Bullets, yeah, yeah. laser blasts and stuff and it was like okay you guys could probably like fly away or you shouldn't have landed or you could, can you use like something else and then they just got sort of stranded and there, there were certain moments like that in the finale that sort of you've got uh, i mean i don't know what it's like to try and obviously film at that point two different bounty hunter characters flying around and doing all sorts of things but um that that was a bit frustrating mm-hmm. like there was a few moments there where it was sort of oh wow two you got like they're, they're both teaming up now to take on obviously the enemies um and it brought me back to the cool okay this is cool star wars you got two bounty hunter characters with all this equipment and they're like flying around and shooting like this is probably what most people ask for and then it didn't really last that long mm-hmm. um yeah what did you kind of think of some of that i suppose well i mean the the final episode sequences um yeah i get what you're saying about that i i don't know i i can't remember whether they were trying to distract them anyway at that point you know because maybe if they'd flown off they'd be like okay well the the these guys we don't want them going after the rest of the group so you know maybe we need to land and keep them here i'm not entirely sure um that, there were some good things in that and i mean there has been good action throughout e- even those early episodes i mean there was the train robbery thing um which was in the earlier episodes as well and yeah, yeah. I, you know and i think when they get to those it's it's great and i think they did the action quite well it's just they take a long time to get to those and there's a lot of walking around in deserts before then you know uh i mean the the as much as i like the stuff with the tuscans it did feel more like less the book of boba fett and more the book of tuscan raiders um in those earlier episodes yeah. uh, uh <clears throat> one of the cool th- <laughs> excuse me <clears throat> one of the cool things they did with that last episode which we had that rancor introduced, which of course is another callback, mm-hmm. because um, the not only did uh, Jabba obviously have a rancor in that, um, and kept it in that rancor pit. I, I thought that was quite nice in the way that Danny Trejo turns up and sort of says, you know, the rancor imprints itself on the first person it sees, um, which in this case was Boba Fett. Um, so I thought that was sort of quite cool. And the fact that he explains that they are actually quite calm creatures, not just sort of murderous monster rampaging machine sort of things. Um, that actually calls back to, well, what is the, the first on-screen appearance of Boba Fett, which was in the Star Wars holiday special in animated form, which is the first time Boba, Pe- Boba Fett had ever appeared on screen. Um and uh, he appears riding a rancor. So I love the fact that they put that in here because it is very much a callback to that, you know, his very first appearance on any form of like media. Uh, he had made one public appearance before then, which was a, a sort of parade publicity event, actually before he'd ever even been on screen and nobody knew who he was. He was just some bounty hunter that was walking alongside Darth Vader at a publicity event. But the first time he actually appeared on screen was in the holiday special and he was riding a rancor. And I rather like the fact that they incorporated that in here. In here. Oh. That was quite cool. Yeah, I, I didn't know about um i knew there was a holiday special but one that was more recent that i heard about 
I think, um, or more recently. I don't know. They yeah, were no, they yeah, no, the, the holiday special, which George Lucas absolutely hates, um, and, and it was done as this sort of publicity thing, and it's it's pretty awful. I mean, it really is. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's there's that. It's funny. I mean, you can find it on YouTube. It is very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but not necessarily for the right reasons. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Nice. Um should we talk about Baby Yoda for a bit? Some good development there uh, <coughs> this this season. Like the training yeah. with Luke was interesting and important and everything. Um, what do you think of some of that? Yeah, um, I I like the training with Luke. It's sort of it's interesting seeing Luke do the sort of deadpan trying to almost train him the way he was trained, and that's not necessarily the right way to go about it. Possibly. Um, so he's sort of making potentially the same mistakes. Uh, they did kind of give away what Grogu's decision was going to be when they built the ship because she builds the ship and then goes, oh, well, I removed the droid port. I didn't think you'd want a droid in there, you know, or make some comment about like the fact that he doesn't use droids. And then, But they kept the port with a dome on top. And you're like, well, obviously he's going to get Grogu back because that's clearly built for putting Grogu in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, which of his ships do you prefer? That one or the? Is it called the Razor Crest? I think. Yeah, I mean, I like the Razor Crest. Um, there's something quite cool about this. I mean, it's a very different sort. What's of this ship. one called again? Sorry. It's an it's an N one Starfighter. It okay. was one of the ships that was used um, on Naboo. It's basically a Naboo Starfighter, um, and they were used in Episode One and you know the Episode One and Two, basically, possibly Episode Three. But uh, they they are the Starfighters from Naboo, um, Queen Malandama's hmm. home planet, um, and. I know it's it's a very different thing. It's quite it's cool. I I think do you think it's very very cool? Mm-hmm. Which one do you prefer? Ah, uh, difficult to tell because they're to- two totally different ships. Yeah. Really. The Razor Crest is a lot more spacious and has more yeah, storage and, and areas I, and stuff. I'm not I'm not sure exactly how he's supposed to do his bounty hunting in this and then get the bounty back home right. if they're alive. That's the only thing with this one, because if you remember in the in the original uh, Mandalorian series, he goes and kind of, you know, carbon freezes a bounty and sticks it in the hold. And you yeah, can't yeah. really do that with this. I mean, how nope. are you going to carry it? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, but then this has a lot more maneuverability. It can get him around probably quicker. So I don't, I don't know. Um, mm. I like right. both of them. Maybe he'll switch between the two next season. Well, like if I mean, he's doing a specific bounty mission, he'll well, well. Go and I mean, get they'd have that. to find they'd have to find another Razor Quest because remember That's the Razor Quest blew up. Yeah, yeah. Um, that wouldn't take too much like screen time and stuff, I suppose. Well, not if you can never find it. But I mean, it was it was a little odd that they spent so much time building this ship in this episode. But uh, I I don't know. I mean, I I enjoyed it. Mm. Um, yeah yeah clearly built more for speed and stuff which is still one of those cool sort of like oh cool fast spaceship flying through the flying through space on star wars you know it's one of them Mm -hmm. cool kind of things so i did keep thinking i know it wasn't going to happen but i kept thinking like 
those cliffs and things that he's like going through really tight spaces i was like it looks like you're gonna crash it because he had control of it but there was still like he was adjusting to it and i was like okay they're probably not going to get him to crash and you destroy the whole thing already no, no, and no. but it was sort of one of them things where like you're getting really close to like some of the edges there and uh that was uh that was interesting again yeah again Again, that's another callback to um, the original trilogy because it's that's Beggars, Beggars Canyon, which is a uh, an area which Luke talks about, like flying through, and that's where he sort of learned how to fly, basically. Mm-hmm. Cool. So yeah. you know, there, there's lots of little callbacks and little mm-hmm. bits and pieces that pop up throughout the series, which if you if you're a fan, that's that's quite nice. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, but did you like the scenes of Luke training Yoda? I thought they were cool, especially when he started flipping Not around. Yoda. And... Yes, Grogu. Yes, Grogu. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, with, yeah, with, I, with I like Yoda, yeah. I like that sequence. I mean, it's and you know, and I mean, we got Ahsoka in there as well, uh, which was nice. Mm-hmm. And I liked her little cameo. Yeah. Yeah, it, I I I liked what they. I I kind of found that interesting because that's an area I would love to see explored more. Um. I, I don't know how they do that for, you know, I, I love a show that's sort of Luke setting up that, that Jedi training camp and, you know, the, uh, and sort of filling in that gap between Luke starting that and then the sort of fall of it when Kylo Red like destroys it all. It would be interesting to see a series set across there, but I don't know whether you can sustain the whole thing doing it the way that they're doing it i mean you could do it with the voice with the face replacement i mean they've shown that they can do that well enough um i'm not sure with the voice i think they Mm -hmm. might have to think because i think you need an actual actor in there to provide the voice um whether that's mark hamill or just somebody doing a hamill impression of of a younger mark hamill i don't know Mm -hmm. i have seen a lot of you've probably seen this as well i've seen a lot of suggestions that like sebastian stan could do a oh, yeah. uh, sort of uh, young Luke because I've seen some like side by side photos the, of yes um, Sebastian and Mark and I, it's like okay they look pretty similar yeah no I and I I think had they gone with that as casting from the outset then yes I think the problem is at this point you've now established that you're going to do it with a sort of deep fake I mean you could still get Sebastian Stan in there to actually do the acting role. Um, but unless you're going to use his voice, what's the point? You're, he's basically then acting just as a stand-in, and what's the point? Mm. You may as well just use somebody much less expensive and do it the way that you've been doing it. But I think you need to do something with the voice in that case, um, yeah. because yeah. I think if you were going to expand it over rather than just short little segments, if you were going to do an entire show out of it, I think using the synthesized voice might be a bit more of a problem because it's difficult to get a range of emotion out of it. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I would love to see a show based around that, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all Mark Hamill's for He's too old now. <laughs> <laughs> well, as I say, I'm sure if they can do what they're doing now, there has to be something that they could do where Mark Hamill could do the voice and then they could run it through something to make it sound more like a younger version of himself hmm. yeah probably some things you could do yeah um what do you think of that scene where everybody lost their mind where that guy like um spins around on the spot and shoots the thing and um 
because he, he's uh, holding up that um, not gorilla, that uh, friend that they they had. He'd been sort of shot. There was the you know the the younger um, fighters that Boba Fett sort of recruited. Yes, and there, there was the guy with the thing over his eye, and he sort of like spun around on the spot at one point to shoot somebody. Yes, and I remember there was a lot of comments online of like I think it was Robert Rodriguez or somebody. I was like, oh, we should never touch Star Wars again. It's like, okay. I I watched the same scene at that at that point, and I was like, oh, he sort of spun around. Maybe it helped him to get was the that, shot off. Or that in the last episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, I, that was yes. Um, yeah, I that did strike me. It was when they were holding um, uh, what was it, Black Crescent, the um, the Wookiee. Right. Yes, him. Um, it yeah. was when they were holding him out, and then yeah, they came, the the other guys came around the corner, and the one of the the mods like did a sort of spin and shot, and you're like, that's yeah, that did stand out to me. It's interesting if Robert Rodriguez, because he directed it, um, came out and said uh, and said I should never touch Star Wars again after seeing that. So I mean, I, uh, you know that that's sort of interesting. Um, mm. If I mean that that people other people spotting that because I did notice that and think, oh, that's a bit kind of him just being flash and showing off, and that's a bit weird. Um, but I mean, it's one minor little thing in the yeah. whole. It's it's things yeah. like that though. People you know rewatch the episodes and pick up on that stuff, and it spreads like wildfire. Um, but uh, I, yeah. I I know I remember watching the same scene. I was like, oh, maybe it helped him to get the shot off better or. I don't know. Star yeah. Wars is supposed to be cool and fun, so yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it didn't bother me that much, <laughs> but I did. It did stand out to me, but it didn't bother me that much. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, yeah. I mean, what again? That's a, a Black Crescent is a, is another um, interesting sort of character because they've used a number of characters from the comic books and from the, uh, the even uh, some from the video games we had uh, i can't remember what the, the you know there was a tiny little droid um which is from the uh, recent video game uh, it's not the same droid but it's the same make of droid that was introduced uh, it was a, a it's a really tiny little sort of scout droid that they introduced um be be one or something like that i think it is but uh, there's sort of there's little things like that and black chrysan is a is a character that shows up in the uh comic books quite a lot um which is sort of all canon at this point so this the the comic books are actually worth reading because they do fill in certain areas of the history uh there's a there's a lot of star wars comic books around the Mm. the sort of marvel ones I'd, I'd heard they threw some of that stuff out from like, they did um, yeah there's basically everything that there is what uh, there, there is a bunch of stuff which is prior to Disney taking ownership and that all got pushed into I think they call it legends um, so all that expanded universe stuff it, it doesn't isn't canon but they then came out with a bunch of new comic books and new books which are canon so um, those actually are part of the history. So you've got to be kind of careful about what they're sure there are websites which tell you what is and what isn't. But um, basically anything that's released after Disney bought it are officially canon stuff. 
Uh, and what they're doing with shows like this is with things like Black Razan and some of the other stuff is they're actually pulling um, things out of those books and, and into uh, the TV series and, and films and stuff, which mm-hmm. is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Interesting stuff. Um, the only other character I really want to talk about is uh, Cad Bane. We brought him up kind of briefly before, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think he's died? Difficult to say. I mean, it would be a shame to kind of kill that character off it, at it would, this yeah. point. Um, but the fact that he goes out against Boba Fett and that was they've had, they fought before, you know, um, mm, the history. Yeah, there is a history there. I, you know, he's obviously he's against first live action appearance from him he's from the clone wars and the bad batch mm-hmm. uh i thought i did a wonderful job of doing a live action version of that yeah that was um, great yeah still still voiced by cory uh cory burton who voiced him on the you know so it was a similar setup to the uh you know to some of the other characters where they've they've got somebody to stand in and actually be the character on set but the voice is provided by the same person that provided the voice for the animation. Um, so yeah, that, that worked, I think really, really well and was a great introduction. It's just a shame if that's going to be kind of the end of mm. that character. Yeah, um, like it hurt. Yeah. Uh, I mean, certainly yeah. getting, getting stabbed with a gaffy stick is, is, um, yeah, right in the middle of you your know. chest. But yeah. it's, I, and I, I think the light was still blinking on his thing when, they kind of cut away from it so possibly still alive hmm. um the i mean the the other thing was there was a bit of confusion of obviously sort of related to the campaign stuff was who was in the back to tank at the end and it was cobb vath who was uh timothy the elephants um, i thought it was him car- yeah it was timothy elephants sheriff character yeah i i um, sort of i because the post credit thing came up i briefly saw it and then well i saw it and it was very sort of brief and then i reround it because i was like wait a second who was that, who is that? Yeah. and then i paused it and sort of looked at it a bit a bit of a different angle i was like oh that looks like timothy um which uh which is good so maybe you can use him again um yeah, yeah cad was in uh i remember there was an episode of bad batch he was fighting against yeah. fennec i think and it was like a big set yes. piece kind of thing that uh, yeah. that was like one of the best episodes of the show um, yeah, I thought that was uh, that was really good. He has met uh, he's I, and he's met Boba Fett before as well. I mean, you know, he he knew Boba Fett as the sort of child because there's a whole run um, from the Clone Wars where Fett is is has this sort of gang um, and he's a young kid. So uh, and um, they cross paths at that point as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but uh, I I remember when like his he sort of went on screen i was like oh it's that character from from the bad batch i can't remember, i can't remember if i'd seen him in something before but that was the most recent time i yeah i remember seeing him um he's a very cool again just cool stuff he's a very cool character so it's good to uh yeah good to see him back so um is there anything else you want to talk about um no i mean i think we've covered most things uh i'm mm-hmm. i just to say i'm i'm not entirely convinced that it needs another season i think they've kind of expanded 
that out and i mean arguably they couldn't even make an entire season out of this one because they had to steal two episodes for the mandalorian so yeah yeah sort, uh, sort of after four yeah so i mean i i'm glad they did it and i, I and it sort of establishes that fett is alive which you know again that was something that was thrown out with when all the expanded universe stuff got thrown out when disney bought it and um, so the fact that, you know, they brought Fett back uh, is something which was, was in the expanded universe. Then when they threw it all out, it wasn't. And then it, you know, it now is again, it's now, you know, the fact that Fett got out of the Sarlacc pit is, is something that's there. So I like the fact that they've reintroduced that and he is now back out in the world. Whether he needs his own entire series again, I'm not entirely convinced. I think, you know, it, I would rather see other stories of some, maybe some other characters. Maybe you could do a show which is specifically around Shand, Fennec Shand, or somebody else, uh, one of the other bounty hunters, maybe, and you could cross it that way. Um, I, I don't know. There, there are other options, I think. I, I'm not entirely convinced that Fett needs his own series again um, unless they've got a really solid story that they want to tell with it but as yeah. I say <laughs> they made seven episodes of this one and two of them he wasn't in so <laughs> you know mm-hmm. definitely um, yeah I mean you've got like obviously uh, Mando season three I-, I think it would just work better not to treat um, Bob Fett like a side character but to have him just with Mando in, in in a in one show, I think just work. I think what they did with that in season two, it just demonstrated that, that worked better. I think, but then mm-hmm. you can get slightly different characters like Ahsoka, and see if like her show works. Uh, and then you've also just got like other different stuff like Obi Wan and the Andor series, and which are just going to be tackling different things anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for the Mandalorian or the the bounty hunter characters. I think it's better if you stick more of them together because it's also more exciting when they fight together as well because yeah. it's like, you know, got a bunch of bounty hunters flying around, So, uh, which again, I think season two um, sort of proved that. So that's what I would like to see. Um, is there any out, outside, just like while we're on the, the topic, is there anything within Star Wars, like anything else you'd like to see as a, as a TV show? Any other particular like character or something? Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head i mean i am looking forward to the ib1 series because i think that would be interesting and that i mean given that again is tatooine that would be interesting to to see mm-hmm. um we've also got some returning characters which is going to be cool yeah um mm-hmm. so uh, and and that is something that boba fett could show up in as well because it, where it is uh i'm trying to think uh, there are some other bounty hunters out there which i think you could potentially follow that might be kind of interesting um I don't know. I mean, I I would like to see a young Kang Solo um, series. Mm. I would like to see... Because Solo, I enjoyed as a film. And I know some people didn't. I know it got kind of slated. But I... I liked it. And, uh, fantastic in that role. And yeah, the story let him down a bit. But I think you could do that. And you could do something with more which would be quite interesting. Um, 
and I mean, we know how Maul's story ends, but there is a segment in the middle that you could maybe pull out in live action, which would be quite interesting to do. Um, you know, rather than do a second solo movie, it would be interesting to see them do a solo series, even if that's just a sort of one off, mm-hmm. uh, because we have, an, you know, they have established the younger an actor to play the younger version there. Mm. Didn't they so, announce a solo Disney Plus thing, if I'm remembering correctly? I, but, I don't know. I don't remember them establishing like if it's going to be the older actor or the younger one. Um, did, did they actually? I I don't know whether they they actually that, said they were going to. I think that was on the last Disney Plus day, if I'm not mistaken. Because um, what I was going to say actually, you could do that, and you could very easily do it so that if you wanted scenes with the older um, solo actor, you could just put him in because um, he was only recently in in Rise of Skywalker. And then if you wanted like more sort of younger or it, let's say you do like present day quote unquote scenes, um, you could you, you could bring Alden back. And I, I thought he worked really well in that role as well. I mean, I'd love to see. Oh, more yeah. Of that. OK. Yeah, I, I believe there was a Q&A with um, the, uh, Bob Chapnick, who is the CEO of, of Disney. And he made a slip when he was talking and said, we've got a Han Solo or I'm in a Boba Fett series from Star Wars. And of course, that it, so oh. it, it, it's I think he meant to say a Boba Fett series. And um, I, I think he probably slipped up there. Okay. I, I, I think that was that that was probably where all those rumors um came from because the uh I, you know the i'm just looking at the stories and of course the top headlines are from two sites which we don't talk about because we know they're full of utter rubbish uh you know so that tells you really about as uh much as you need to know really um was there one sort of Yeah, I mean, they have continued that story in the comic book form as well. I mean, there are a lot of comic books which uh, have sort of Han Solo and Chewbacca in them. Um, I I think there is potential to do something there, either with the older or the younger actor, because we've, I mean, one thing they've never really explained is how he lost the Millennium Falcon. And between the end of the, you know, the... Um, Return of the Jedi and the start of Force Awakens. So, I mean, you could potentially use a sort of older, um, you know, Harrison, you could use Harrison Ford in that. Uh, mm-hmm. But whether Harrison Ford would be prepared to do it is an entirely other right. question. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. But equally, there is an interesting story, I think, to continue on from the solo movie as well. So, I, I think that is something that I would be quite interested in seeing. Mm-hmm. The only other thing I really want from Star Wars right now. I think everybody's ready for a bounty hunter game. I mean, mm-hmm. wouldn't that be? I mean, there was some footage a month or two ago, no, a few weeks ago, very recently, shown off of the. It was like not like fully finished and whatever, but for the Star Wars thirteen thirteen game, and that looked like it had potential. I don't know yeah. if you could do a revival of that or just something new, but um, if you basically did it, you could either do it around Mando or Boba Fett. Either one works really. It depends on the story, but either one works. Where, yeah, you go on bounty hunter missions, you have a through-line story, you can get in your Razor Crest or whatever ship, you can fly around in your jetpack. There's, yeah. there's, there's plenty of different um, RPG elements yeah, that you um, could use. Well, I mean, now they seem to have managed to uh, 
claw back the uh, you know the, yeah, the sort of, of the ea thing yeah. license away from just it purely being ea and hand them out to other people we may actually get something but yeah yeah because we do have three games in development from uh respawn one of them yeah. they said's an fps one of them's probably jedi fallen order 2 which is a very good game as well and yes, you got another one so um yeah that's something i'd love to see mm-hmm. um as well because we've we've had plenty of like lightsaber jedi games i mean we we've got one ongoing with fallen order but I think it'd be really fun, really exciting to have a uh, Bounty Hunter yeah. Star Wars game. So yeah, that'd definitely. be cool. Uh, all right, I think that's about it, David, today um, for Book of Boba Fett and some, some Star Wars chat, really. I think I'll put that in the title as well, just some some general Star Wars chat, which we've kind of delved into as well. Um, but uh, in the meantime, for those of you yeah. that have um, obviously gone through the series uh, with us, what did you think of the, I guess, the gear shift in mid-season? What did you think of Boba Fett as a character? Everything else involving the series, what do you want from Star Wars? What games do you want? There's lots of questions uh, that can be answered from that. Uh, so let us know your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, whatever you've got. Uh, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org. Twitter e Talk UK does a contact page and information in your show notes. Also, if you're listening on the website version of this episode uh, there's a big email box you can put your email and your message in there. there's also a clickable email name that you can use to send us a message as well in the meantime you can find everything else that we're doing on entertainmenttalk.org tv video games films and manchester United podcast so check out all that we're doing at the moment on there if you like what you've heard you want to support what we're doing on entertainment talk uh, you can either listen to more episodes that we've got, you can find them on the website or on the podcast platforms by searching for Entertainment Talk. Uh, you can use word of mouth and social media, just let other people know about what we're doing and where they can find it, either by telling them or sharing the links around on various different platforms. You can also support us through Patreon, there's the $1 and $3 level tier, ad-free podcast and review options, so have a look at that if you'd like to as well. Uh, David, what's going on with Geek Town? At the moment, uh, Geek Town, we've got uh, various news stories going up daily, covering uh, there's lots of sort of new things coming out right now. So uh, there's there's lots of air date information going up as well. So if you want um, air dates for UK return dates for TV shows, go and find those on geektown.co.uk. And of course, there is the Geek Town podcast, which goes out on Tuesdays. So uh, you can go and get Geek Town Radio and uh, find that. And that's lots of tv news and stuff on there as well excellent yep so geektown.co.uk geektown radio on your podcast platforms for your tv and your film news uh bex who's also part of all this is still streaming very regularly doing some very good creative uh content and sometimes charity work and stuff you can find her over on twitch trista b-y-t-e-s go and give her a follow over there you can also find me on twitch as well etalk uk streaming various different video game things uh so check out that as well on twitch etalk uk and at the moment youtube is actually up to date with all the twitch streams that we've done and lots and lots and lots of video game clips as well uh just little moments that happen in games that i can record which is really cool you can find all of those on youtube it's called entertainment talk plays there's also a big video i put out um showing off the i think i mentioned in the housekeeping already but the astros playroom showcase which uh if you're a playstation fan you'll probably love that because it's a history of playstation basically so check all that out as well thanks very much for listening and we will catch you next time goodbye bye